How do you feel now that the uh, first move's out of the way? I feel good. It's been stressful. You know, I knew when I got the job this was going to be something that, you know, you look back in years and and kind of think, okay, my first hire, you know, how is it going to go? You know, and I wanted to make sure I went through a, as many people as I could talk to, try to find out the best thing. And, and fortunately, as a player, I've kind of – I was there when Joel Quinville came and started his career to kind of see what type of coach he was. And I thought that was, you know, that gave me a lot of insight, what I was looking for uh, as far as, you know, I know Joel came from the outside, but the way he kind of, what he brought is a lot what I see in Ryan Huska. So not saying he's going to be Joel Quinville. He's got yeah. different ideas, but how Joel had success in St. Louis and, you know, obviously uh, an amazing career. What, uh, Take us through the process, like the from when you started searching for a head coach and, and kind of how you got to the point to, and, and when you figured it was going to be Ryan. You know, the first thing was just put names down on a list, you know. So we probably had from very, very experienced coaches all the way down to college and junior coaches. And then was who do I think fits what I'm trying to do? And then we narrowed it down and we probably had about 15, 15 people. Um and then started talking to those 15 people and some were zoom some were close enough that we could actually uh in person and as we went through it you know it shows you how many good coaches are out there i mean we everybody we talk to they're they're well prepared they're yeah. ready i mean it's it's not as easy as you think when you kind of listen to the guys you're like hmm, they're uh, they're sharp guys they've been doing it for a long time and you know what? Just like Ryan, they're looking for their first chance or they're looking to get back in for a, a second chance. So it wasn't, uh, you know, it, it took a lot more work and a lot longer than I thought because I was kind of hoping to go to the combine last week. But it just, yeah, this was the number one priority for the organization and myself to get the head coach in place. And then, you know, as we were working the second interviews, then everyone came in, you know, I wanted more specific things. I wanted, I wanted to see video there, there, how they're going to play defense, how they're going to transition pucks. What are they going to do off neutral zone draws? You know, everything that I kind of, in my mind, I wanted to see when we talk systems, how they're going to play, how they want our team to play, you know, uh, each of those guys came in and presented and uh you know i didn't give them a lot of time so yeah. they, they did a great job they you know what to come in to show me that um talking about our team i mean they were all very knowledgeable about our team and and we're what we're trying to do here i know that continuity and and him being an internal guy was not the only thing or even the leading thing that led to you going with ryan but how how does that help him how can that continuity and familiarity be an asset for him well i think first of all he knows the players he knows what went on here last year what we're trying to improve on what we're trying to do better um he believes in this group and just you know there's always things that we can improve on and do a little bit better and i think that's where you know when he went through it to explain i wasn't downstairs every day you know so you don't know exactly what's going on, but when he laid it out, what he thought we needed to do differently, a lot of it. I mean, we've, <laughs> we've did a lot of good things, but even in the D zone, as good as we were defensively, there were subtle little things that he said, I'd like to do this in our D zone. It's not going to be a huge, because we were good defensively. I mean, yeah. I do feel like that was a strength of ours. He wants to transition pucks quicker. He wants to have guys on the move, getting opportunities 
to pull separate, you know, pull the D back to give us some more room to let us create a little bit more on the rush and to take some chances. You know, I mean, obviously you take chances smart. <laughs> you don't want to just do it all the time, but pick your spots, know when to go on, on the offense. And, and if you, you know, Johnny, when he was here, he, he did it as well as anybody. He knew when to take off, when to get those breakaways, how to do it. And, uh, you know, Huss kind of showed with Manji and different guys on our team, a guy like Dubé, if he can time it a little bit better if, with that speed that he has, it really could be a, another weapon for us. How uh, you, you mentioned a couple players there. I know you were asked in the news conference about Elias and, and Jonathan. How much did you engage your players in this hire? Like, did, do you ask for opinions? Do you bounce it off them? Do you get input from them the other way? I'm just curious as to how you did that. Well, you, you just want to get you want to get an idea what they are looking for. You know, you're not going to let them pick the coach. You're not going to do something just for one player or two right. players. But you want to get a general feel of what they felt was lacking you know the same things that i'm thinking i thought were wrong or not wrong but that we could improve upon and then went through the process like that so you know you do you do talk to those guys and you do get input you do figure out what they like what they didn't like but you know and then in the end i take all that information and then that's when you started with the the 15 right 15 people let's say what uh in your mind Ryan has been an assistant in the Western League, a head coach in the Western League, head coach in the American League in the last five years on the Flames bench. But what about him makes you confident that he's ready for this? The success he had as a head coach in the Western Hockey League, you know, you knew uh, it's funny because when I first we first interviewed him, the one thing they said he was too hard at the beginning in the Western Hockey League. He had to tone that down. I was like, really? I, I, I didn't see that, you know? But then to see him with our American League team, the way he managed the day-to-day, the way he, I mean, the best person to ask, so, would be Rasmus Anderson. He was on Rasmus. It was not a fun year that first year for Rasmus. And he'd probably tell you, I know, if when you get him on, Pat, when he gets back, if you, he said it I I thought he were, they were going to kill each other. I mean, huh. that's what it was like. But what he did the next year when Rasmus came back, he was like, oh, he goes, now I'm doing everything Ryan was wanting me to do, and now I'm getting a chance to go play in the NHL. I'm having an unbelievable year down here. And he could see the, how the success was coming, and then he appreciated it. And he'd probably tell you that. He'd probably tell you I didn't like that first year at all. I didn't like him at all. You know, because it wasn't always friendly, but his job was to get Rasmus for ready for the NHL. And that's what he did with each player. And each player is different. Rasmus can, you know, he needs to be pushed hard. He needed that. He needed to be stayed on every day. And I think Ryan understood that. And then other guys that didn't, you know, Shillington needed a different way. He He's such a smart person as far as reading the room figuring out what buttons to push on each guy and then how to have success i mean obviously like i said he wanted to win down there at times but we would say hey we need to play you know xyz we need to put them in big draws in the defensive zone because that's what we see him doing moving forward and and he would do that i know at times he was probably like oh you know i don't want to do that yeah but that was part of the job you know but he was willing to do it he was open to do it and uh, and then when he came up here, you know, to move and work with the defense and work, uh, even though he's a forward, 
and work with the PK, it was it was pretty impressive. Well, one of, and one of the things that people talk about a lot is a coach's ability in 2023 to relate to each guy individually and each player individually while still being able to motivate the team. It, it feels like that would be a strength for Ryan, even based on what you just mm-hmm. said there. Well, that's what you're trying to do. I mean, you know what? When I had coaches, they told me what to do, and I just did it. I didn't question it. I did it. Like, that's just the way it was for me. And and I liked those coaches. I had no issue. I had no problem, whether it was Daryl, you know, Mike Keenan, Joel was hard. I mean, they were all hard demanding, but I always thought they wanted the best for me, and this was the way to get it for me. And, you know, it would drive me and make me a little mad at times, but I'd want to show them, okay, I'll show you guys. You know, it's a little bit different now which is fine, you know, but you have to change with the times, you know, we just can't stay in one thing and this works, this works. But for me, Ryan's a little bit of, he can do both. He can still hold people accountable because that was yeah. the one thing we need to be held accountable and players want to be held accountable. They just don't want to do whatever they want. You know, they just want to be able to do, you know, they want to be put in situations like Ryan said to succeed. And I think that's the big thing for me, you know, at the end of the games, if we need to double shift our top line, we're, we're in one goal games. We need our top guys out there in key situations, at key moments to turn the tide for us. This is a guy that you feel like you can build with, right? That was one of the mm-hmm. things at your introductory news conference you talked about. And now here's a guy you can collaborate with going forward. Exactly. I mean, we're going to, we're going to talk every day. Like I said, we're not, I'm not going to go down and set the lineup or I have no interest in that. That's his job. But we're going to talk about players. Do we need to get this player in? You know, is there a chance to get player X into the lineup? Is What are we looking for on, on the back end? Do we need a certain type of player? Is there something I can do to help the team be better? You know, we're going to have those conversations all the time. We're going to, you know, call-ups, call-downs. There's injuries after games. You know, we need to have that lines of communication because we're waiting here. Okay, the guy's in the, get an X-ray. Let, instead of being the next morning, let's – Let's get going tonight. Like if the x-ray comes back, he's a problem. Let's make sure everybody knows what's going on. And that's that working relationship. And obviously, even right now, we've probably talked more in the last three days than we had in a month, you know, obviously with, with everything going on. But just, you know, calling, checking in what's going on, trying to get our list ready for the assistant coaches. Because, you know, what as big as this hire was, yeah, the next ones are just as big. How how involved are you in that? Is that mostly a Ryan thing, or is it a, a, a Ryan and Craig thing? Like, how does the rest of the staff come together now? Yeah, no, it's it's going to be us. You know, it's going to be a team a little bit. Kind of, you know, in in the whole process of the interview, it was what's going to what who what type of people are we going to put with you so we can have success. That's my biggest thing you know for me to play with jerome you know jerome was a different player than me but we could we we complimented each other who compliments you the best you know your strengths weaknesses we we want to find the people that are right for you and we also want to find a group that has fun together and where they like being around each other because you're around these guys probably as much or more than you are with your family so you know, we got to make sure, and Ryan's got to have a comfort level with, with the guys that he's talking to. Right. In the end, it will be his hire, though. Okay. But I will have some input as far as the type of person we're looking for. What uh, you, you were asked about Mitch Love in the news conference. Why was, uh, why was maybe this not Mitch's time? 
You know what? Mitch is going to be a head coach in the NHL 100%. I, d- I don't even question that, and he doesn't question that. I think for me, it's always those things that being with top players, being in a room with those elite athletes that are older, that have huge contracts, uh, dealing with the schedule, the travel, the rinks, the media, the it is a whole different animal. I mean... It really is. When you get to the NHL, you take it from, you know, maybe junior to the AHL, there's a step. But you go to the NHL, there's another huge step. And the pressure that goes along with being a head coach in a Canadian market, when you're trying to learn on the fly about the NHL, you know, referees, you, you name it. It's just there's so many little things, the travel, you know, all the different things that go along with it, dealing with the media. I mean, I know we had to deal with the media with the Wranglers, but it is a different beast in the NHL. And I just think to put him in that situation right now, yeah. without him having any knowledge of it, is uh, was was the difference was a difference for me. A few more with Craig Conroy, GM of the Flames. Just a couple of housekeeping items, I guess. What? Uh, so now, what does the next few weeks look like? You're what? We're two weeks away, just over two weeks away from the draft. What does the next few weeks look like for you? Yeah, uh, right now, we have the uh, the pro staffs in. So the next today we started the meetings it seems like every time we get going <laughs> we have a press conference during the meetings then go uh the draft so we're getting ready for the draft and obviously i'll be i'll be reaching out to teams and talking to our uh, to our players also to make sure to see where they're at uh, and what they want to do moving forward uh and and any uh the because we've talked a lot you know you were asked on on your first day on the job you were asked even a few minutes ago about elias lindholm you've got a lot of different player personnel things where where does that stand right now where does that sit with some of these guys that you knew you had to talk to and and you knew were going to be priorities this summer well i think the one thing they all ask who is the coach going to be so now we have that cleared up you know, and then now the direction of the team. I mean, they, they have a few questions, but they haven't closed the door on Calgary, you know, and they just said, hey, we just want to know what's going on. So I think now moving forward, we'll be able to have more meaningful conversations with them, their agents, and as we move towards the draft here. Congratulations on the first big hire. Is it a, a weight off your shoulders knowing uh, that it's done? You know what it really is. It was uh, – you know, I think when you're on the you're assistant GM and you're kind of on the outside watching uh, Brad do everything, you know, you, you know what's going on. But then when you're actually the one going to make the hire, it, it's stressful. I mean, you want to make sure you go through everything and, and get the right guy. And yeah. I do believe we got the right guy. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it as always. Thanks, Pat.